0: Welcome to the CyberLife Podcast, where we help you learn cybersecurity best practices, give you a weekly update on the latest cybersecurity news, and share valuable career advice. Hi, everyone. It's Ken. In today's episode, you're going to hear from Chris Follen. Chris holds multiple industry certifications and degrees. He's a security practitioner that's focused on helping businesses really tackle their cybersecurity risks, while minimizing that friction, resulting in increased resilience and helping to secure people and processes with a better understanding of the technology involved. Chris is a well known cybersecurity leader. He also focuses on helping cybersecurity professionals improve their leadership skills through his bi- uh, coaching business, which is CPF Coaching. So, CPF coaching.com will be the website, and that'll be linked below in the description. Chris is also a podcast host of the Breaking in Cybersecurity podcast. He's an international bestselling author. He's also a co-author on the book, Hack the Cybersecurity Interview. He volunteers with a number of organizations, including InfraGuard, security or security tinkerers, the whole Cyber Human Initiative, as well as Boots to Books. So Chris is heavily involved in helping veterans transition into and, and uh, transitioning veterans, transitioning military move into cybersecurity careers. So today we're going to be talking about cybersecurity talent pipeline development. So we'll take both the perspective of the organization as well as individuals trying to get their cybersecurity jobs so everyone can have a better understanding of the best ways to build out these talent pipelines. So without further ado, let's jump right in and learn from Chris. So welcome to the show, Chris. So I wanted to dive right in. Today we're going to talk a little bit about building a cybersecurity talent pipeline. So for organizations out there that are kind of wondering, like, how do actually build up people and set them up for success, as well as for those out there that are looking for jobs, just kind of gives you some insight into what companies might be looking for and and kind of how they might be thinking. So first off, thanks for coming on, Chris. And so let's just dive right into it. How can organizations build a strong cybersecurity talent pipeline?
1: Well, I would say building the pipeline is a two-part or three-part endeavor. First part is really understanding their needs and the availability of talent that they already have within the organization to meet those needs. And as they assess the gap between that, then they'll start to look to build um, either training activities to train internal staff to fill those gaps or hire from outside as they start to mature their building of this pipeline and understanding what they need, then they'll start to reach out to the community, uh, junior colleges, high schools, things like that, so that they can start to get uh, candidates that meet their minimum requirements of skills and competencies for an entry-level role So that once they come into the company as an intern or an entry-level candidate, uh, from there, the company already has the internal workings to develop the rest of the skills and competencies that they need for their growth within the organization. And I I think, in short, that's a a solid way to build a talent pipeline.
0: So Chris, you mentioned the entry-level roles. One of the Concerns I hear, especially more recently, maybe in the past year or so, from different se- senior security leaders, is that the the talent that's out there in the market and there's I mean there's tens of thousands of people all over the world trying to get their first cybersecurity job. But the the complaint I'm hearing is essentially. They're lacking the fundamentals, and that that may be a variety of things. Obviously, it's things like fundamental IT stuff, of operating systems, more your sysadmin work, as well as some networking skills. When we talk about organizations that want to build out that talent pipeline in their or for their organization specifically, what are some of the creative ways that they can focus on bridging that talent gap? So, keeping in mind that that they need to build fundamental skills, and and I guess also, Chris, I'll ask you in your opinion, what are some of those fundamental skills that you as a security leader would be looking for in a new hire, maybe it's kind of a baseline. So rather than get specific on a, on, you know, pen test or cybersecurity analyst or whatever, but just kind of as a baseline of someone coming in for cybersecurity talent that maybe you don't know exactly what team they're going towards yet. What, what, what would you say are some of those fundamental skills that you would want to see them have?
1: Well, first of all, the ability to communicate, the ability to take complex topics and break them down into simplified versions. That way, anyone in the business would be able to understand what you're talking about, and they can interact with technical as well as non-technical individuals. The next thing would be curiosity. Uh, Like you mentioned, you, you don't know where they might end up. So You need someone that's going to be curious that is going to want to figure out um, how Azure works or how AWS works or um, she dives into the logs so that she can see how the network communicates underneath and um, what are the critical protocols that she needs to know. So really, those two are the base ones, uh, communication and curiosity, because I feel with those two, uh, you could get really far.
0: So I guess a, a another question on that is, if I'm a hiring manager right now in an organization, how do I actually assess... So this question will be kind of asked in a way that you can you can take it from the candidate view or from the hiring manager view. But essentially how how is that assessed for the curiosity and and the ability to communicate like how would a candidate how would they communicate that like in a resume or via social media so someone can a hiring manager or recruiter can say okay cool this person might have what i need and conversely how can a hiring manager actually assess that during the interview To see, like, can this person actually communicate effectively and or can this person, you know, is this person actually curious or are they just here for a paycheck?
1: Yeah, so one of the ways we can do this is from a curiosity standpoint, uh, you can look at their social media profile, you can look and see that you're posting about things that you're interested in that you're researching different topics and posting about it and commenting about it. That kind of shows the curiosity. Um, if they weren't curious, they probably wouldn't post about various topics or engage in conversations outside of whatever their core area of interest is. Um, you can also see the way that they're, they communicate with others on social media, but In the interview one of the ways that you can challenge that is you can say hey pick a subject that you're extremely comfortable in and then you ask them okay break this topic down as if i were a fifth grader and tell me how this works because sometimes in organizations you'll have individuals that might not have all the education But they still play a fundamental role within the organization. And if you need to interact with them at at a personable level, you need to be able to break it down like that.
0: So there's a lot of resources out there and there is some collaboration. But when we talk about things like academia, so colleges, universities, um, even high schools, the industry itself, there's a lot of resources, there's professional organizations, some of those tied to certs like ISACA or IC squared, or even, you know, CompTIA. Um, but how can how can like all of those organizations, whether it's colleges or boot camps, or the private industry, or you know in public organizations and the government, and these professional bodies, whether they're tied to a cert or not, like how can all of these places kind of come together, or how do they come together to really help build out that skilled workforce that that we need, but at the same time. I think you and I both know there's not that many openings for entry level out there, but like, how can all those organizations come together effectively, in your opinion, to really build out a skilled workforce that we need, you know, moving forward in the future?
1: Well, I would say they're all different pieces of the puzzle that we need. So, um, starting back from where the demand comes from, the demand comes from industry. So, industry needs to start to set the indicators for where they see demand is needed, and um, how can academia and or the other institutions meet that demand. Um, Academia tends to take a more academic but less tactical approach to meeting those needs, Whereas the other organizations that you mentioned, uh, the certification organizations, they tend to see ways to say, okay, do they know the body of knowledge and how can we test them on that? But that doesn't mean that A, they know how to function in that role, or B, that they really do know that content and they haven't just studied or test them uh, for that certification. So where they all come together, a great example is uh, Deloitte was doing this, I think last year, the year before, where they were working with local colleges to highlight um, students that were looking to get into consulting. They didn't say which specific area. And then they did um, something like the Cyber Knights test to identify the ones that would be good in uh, cybersecurity. Then they put them through uh, boot camp-like training where they would get certifications. But it was training as well as hands-on actions with their own consultants. And from that, they would then pick the cream of the crop. Of the individuals that went through that. So that's a great example of how you can work with academia, the other organizations, and industry together to get a well equipped workforce coming out um, from a, a university. So earlier, you
0: talked a little bit about when we were talking about and en- kind of bringing someone in entry level, you know, internship to entry level. How can organizations take that entry level person? in whatever cybersecurity role they actually end up going into, how do they take that person and help them grow throughout their career with the organization?
1: Well, first of all, it requires that they have some sort of growth path within the organization for the different roles. And what that means is setting uh, milestones or Um, float lines of what the individual needs to be able to accomplish, the types of experiences they need to have had, and um, ratings that their, their team members or their leaders have given them to say, yes, they're ready to go to the next level. And they have that for junior up to senior level roles. So an individual could look at that list and see, okay, I need to do this, this and this to get to the next level. And I need a good rating from my manager in order to get that. That's the type of meticulous um, pipeline management that you're going to need in order to effectively grow uh, individuals within the organization.
0: So Chris, I wanted to pivot just, just a little bit on the latter half here and, and talk a little bit about cybersecurity programs. So obviously, the vast majority, well, I shouldn't say obviously, but the vast majority of us understand that growing a cybersecurity program, it's not just about continuing to bolt on more tools. It's really more about strategic planning and aligning whatever security um, solutions you're putting out there and controls with the actual business objectives. So that being said, how do organizations actually Effectively create a security roadmap that helps ensure the program can address any emerging threats, uh, while also remaining in line with organization goals. So, kind of take this question, I guess, in the context of I'm an I'm an individual contributor that's just been moved in because somebody quit at my company or got laid off or whatever. Now I've moved into a management job, and now I'm responsible for this. So, kind of the entry level person in that particular role. Um, I shouldn't say entry level, but that person that's brand new in that type of role, they're just getting into management. How do they, like what what kind of high level strategy would you have for them to create a security roadmap that matches uh, the business objectives, but also addresses any emerging threats or potential threats that are coming?
1: Well, I'll go back to the base skills and competencies that I mentioned earlier, communication and curiosity. So from a curiosity standpoint, they will then go to all of their business partners and ask them, like, what are they looking to achieve in the next three, six, nine, 12 months? And understand from that, what are the technology implications of trying to achieve those items? And potentially what could they, how could they use technology to enable the safe um, growth of the business while not taking on too much risk. And then from there, they can work backwards to say, okay, these are the types of things that we're going to need to complete in these time periods in order to meet the business need. Now they'll need to communicate back to their leaders as well as potentially the business leaders saying, this is the budget that I would need. And the reason for this budget or the reason for uh, this investment is to be able to help the business achieve this, this, and this by this time frame, so that they, the business itself can meet its objectives, not just for security's sake and having a security roadmap, but to really integrate that into the business roadmap and the goals that they're looking to accomplish.
0: So we hear a lot about security culture, build a security culture, You got to build a culture of security, blah, blah, blah. How can, let's take that same kind of newer manager, how can they actually build a security culture from the ground up?
1: Curiosity and communication comes back to play again. Um, Here, they're working with, uh, you start with the base level staff and you figure out what are the things that they need to do on a daily basis um, and how are the gaps in technology that you, you might you might have previously identified come to play into that so they might have to um, receive documents via email in order to process their role okay well that means they could potentially be phished. Um so what are the things that you can do as a security manager to help them safely be able to achieve their their output without risking the organization from ransomware. So implementing technical solutions that make sense uh, so that that individual can complete their work without um, inhibiting them or without causing them to... Um, slow down. Next thing is you want to be able to to show them how this is making it a safer environment for them to operate and give them examples of how this might happen to them at home and the impacts that they might have if this happened to them at home and why you're doing it here to prevent that sort of thing from happening here. You can also teach them uh, the the fundamental tactics, techniques, and and tips so that when they are at home, they can still use that safe, um, conscious behavior in their day-to-day activities. Chris,
0: any final thoughts or words of advice for either organizations out there or for cybersecurity professionals out there?
1: Well, I'd say for organizations out there, really do plan out your talent pipeline. It would help so much for the longevity of your staff, retention, um, loyalty to the organization because it allows them to see the growth potential that there is within the organization. And it also attracts new people for seeing the structured environment that you have and how that would help enable them to grow within that organization. For new individuals or individuals coming from different fields into cyber, realize that it's an extremely broad field and you won't be able to master all of it. So. It's about figuring out which aspect of cyber um, really meshes with you and you enjoy doing so that when you are at work, you're having fun. You're doing something that you enjoy. Not every day is going to be amazing, but you're still having fun overall delivering on that mission.
0: Thanks for listening to the show. If you're looking to secure your business better or build up your cybersecurity career, then check us out over at cyberlife.tv. That's C-Y-B-E-R-L-I-F-E dot T-V.